and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. What's the song that is played where everybody is on the chair, everybody, you know, uh, going, going to uh, the, uh, you know, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. What is that? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I headed? I keep forgetting I'm present. and credit to officially so tired on Instagram for creating that song. Link in the show notes so you can listen on repeat. This week we're talking about the border wall. That's right. All of a sudden, the Biden administration is the Trump administration when it comes to building the border wall. Except they want you to believe that they're building the wall but don't really want to do it, but they're doing it. And they're not calling it a wall. They're calling it a barrier and roads unlike the previous terrible, evil administration who wanted to build a terrible exclusionary wall and was racist. That's right. The Trump administration allocated funds for the border wall, and then uh, somehow this was not used. And now the Biden administration is claiming that they are going to be securing the border through barriers in high-traffic areas, and that Secretary Mayorka is using his authority to install additional physical barriers, especially in Texas, and that DHS will take immediate action. Only the next day, he said, well, no, really, they're only doing this because there were allocated funds for this purpose in the government, and they have to do this. It's it's their mandate. So which is it? Are you saying you're using your authority? Or are you saying that you're doing this because there is a funds allocation from the previous administration and that their position has never wavered, as he says? And they want to make it clear that the border wall is not the answer. Are you listening to this? In one day, Secretary Mayorkas says they must do this. There is an immediate need, and he's using his authority. The next day, he says he wants to make it clear that, quote, there is no new administration policy with respect to border walls. From day one, this administration has made it clear that the border wall is not the answer. Seriously, this is your administration right now. 
So I don't know how to start off an episode without that song. I can't do it today. I can't have a serious episode. This is not a serious country anymore. This is not a serious country. I debated with Wilfred Riley last night a little bit, had him on the show, which I'm going to do regularly about whether this is sort of end times, and he claims that it's not, that um, we're not dismantling marble pillars to make chicken uh, coops and so forth, as was the case in Rome. And I think, however, we're dismantling the pillars of our collective sanity, and that it's not as though we're uh, devolving into some kind of crumbling road society, but we're devolving into a crumbling mind society. We can't seem to get it straight. We have no ethics anymore. It's ethical to have a border for your country. There isn't a country without a border. You just have a series of land masses on the earth with people roaming around them. This seems like pretty much common sense to me. I don't know about you, but uh, our administration doesn't seem to understand that. These sorts of matters do make you wonder and worry whether anybody is at the helm. President uh, Trump had at least a clear vision as to what he saw as the solution at the border wall. Like Trump, hate Trump, somewhere in the middle, whatever your position is, he at least had a clear position and it was conscious and cognizant. It's not clear where Biden is on any of this, whether he thinks about it, whether he's able to have contiguous and continuous thoughts from day to day as he seems to be disintegrating from dementia in front of our very eyes. And this is concerning. Is anybody at the helm? Or is there simply a political wheel that keeps turning with the wind and lands on various positions and is schizophrenic within itself? That seems to be what we have in the administration right now. They're going to build a wall one day, not build it the next, claim that, no, they're putting barriers up, but it's, no, it's not their idea, but they're using their authority. So they're strong, but they're weak, but they're confused and they're clear at the same time. And so let's be clear ourselves as to what's really happening here. They are pandering to the Hispanic vote. As I've said previously, the Democrat Party's proposition to the Hispanic voting base is very clear and transparent, and it is essentially, we'll give you stuff like entitlements and illegal entry, and we expect you to vote for us. But they don't seem to understand the long game here. The GOP doesn't understand the short game, but the Democrats don't seem to understand the long game which is that Hispanic voters in the United States are drifting right at this point. This is a long-term crisis for the Democrat Party, which they have no solution to. The Hispanic vote, and in particular, the Mexican sociopolitical culture, lines most closely with the GOP, especially on its social and cultural issues. And this is, again, a long-term problem for the Democrats that they don't have a good solution to. But in the short run, they're trying to buy votes. They think that if you take in 10 million illegal immigrants over the course of their administration so far, and it's going to be more than that, that that somehow signals to the Hispanic voting base that the Democrats are the endeared politics. But I'm not so sure it's going to work out that way. In fact, if you look at the polling in the Hispanic communities, they're, they're not so positive toward illegal immigration which is an interesting finding. And so we'll see how this is going to play out. But essentially, the Democrats are uh, banking on the idea that they're going to endear the Hispanic vote to them, and that they're also, this is a bit skeptical, but I do think that they are trying to uh, increase the amount of fallacious votes in swing states like Pennsylvania. It's it's just so clear. Um, you, You know, Pennsylvania had a law that it introduced and passed, which was geared to make it easier for non-citizens to achieve driver's licenses uh, by removing the the requirement for a social security card. And then shortly thereafter, they passed a law just this just this past summer, actually, 
which linked a the acquisition of a driver's license to automatic voting. So I don't know how much more out in plain daylight you get than that. And so they're trying to essentially siphon votes in swing states as well as endear themselves to a particular cultural vote. And that's what they're doing in the short term. Long term, uh, they have a problem, as I'd mentioned, because the Hispanic vote is veering right pretty heavily right now. Okay, so what's it going to be? Is it going to be a wall or no wall? Or are we going to call it a barrier and uh, make pretend that that's somehow uh, not Trump's wall? I, I don't know. I guess that's what's going on right now. We've got President Trump uh, claiming that he could be the next Speaker of the House for the interim. What a strange idea. We've got some talk about Newt Gingrich uh, stepping up to be Speaker once again. Uh, and then we have, of course, the likelihood that Jim Jordan will be the Speaker And just now, what exactly is going to be the mentality and tact of a Speaker Jordan? Is he going to compromise and deal with the Democrats so that you can keep the government open? Is it going to be a hard line? And what is going to be the effect on 2024 here? Is the GOP now going to have a vulnerability where if they take a hard line coming from the Gates 8 mandate, if I can put it that way, are they going to now appear as though they are... uh, holding up the government and being unpragmatic because that will hurt them in 2024 when you're going to threaten federal and state employees who receive funds from government pipelines with a shutdown and loss of income, then you're going to lose a tremendous amount of voters, especially in swing states where you have a tremendous amount of federal employees, say in Pennsylvania. Okay, so that's a problem. We don't have cognizance on the GOP side. You have a rabble-rousing group of narcissists called the Gates 8 who are trying to, uh, I guess, throw a stick in the spokes and watch the train wreck that unfolds after they discharge their infantile aggression onto the bad leaders. That's all daddy aggression. That's what's going on with Gates. Uh, He doesn't think daddy's doing a good job, so he's going to hit at him, and that's what he did. I don't know what to tell you, folks. There's no way for me to be balanced and positive today. We have a split government from the top down. We've got a demented administration that has no guiding principles of its own. We've got an infighting, childlike GOP in the House. And we've got an invisible, ineffectual Democrat Party in the Senate. Um, Okay, there we are. And yet the GOP seems to be doing well in terms of economic prospects from polling data. They have a record high in terms of the Gallup poll that was recently released and and which has been conducted since 1951. The GOP is attaining 53% preference for the economy across a random mix of polling. And this is the highest it's been in in decades. So that's quite an interesting story. Um, Amidst all the chaos that I just described, apparently most voters in the United States are thinking the GOP is probably the party to go for with respect to economic outlooks. And, well, it's the economy, stupid. Uh, Anytime there is a question about the economy, the president, who is seen to be more economically viable, is going to win. And so you're likely looking at a President Trump election in 2024. That's desirable for some of you listening. That is a horror show for some of you listening. And yet it's probably the case. Although, uh, talking with Professor Riley last night, he thinks that Trump is going to be arrested and prevented from holding office. And if that happens, gosh, where will this country be? Um, It's offset that we're heading towards a cultural civil war, but that might actually spike some of his loyal base into actual violence. So 
we've got some weird times coming up ahead of us. Okay, folks, so uh, this week I recorded three podcasts. Uh, that's why I only released two of these daily releases to you. Um, I talked with Megan McCarthy, who is a retired police officer in California, who was videotaped being violently assaulted by a suspect who stole her gun and tried to shoot her in the forehead at point-blank range, and he was let off. Oh, yeah. She could literally go to the grocery store and see this man shopping in the same aisle as her, a man who held a gun to her forehead and pulled the trigger, and luckily it didn't go off. It malfunctioned. That's the state we're living in in California, and that's the country we're living in. And I also spoke with, as I'd mentioned, Professor Wilfred Riley about our political inanity in the United States, and I continued on with the CTA podcast, so I'll be sending links to all of those in the coming weekend and early next week, and we'll be talking right along about this world we're living in. Okay, folks, take care, have a great weekend, and don't forget to send this show to people you know and consider subscribing. Real Clear with Dr. Klein is made possible entirely by listener memberships. Go to realclearpodcast.com.